Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, January 17th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The first Sunflower Showdown of men's hoops is tonight when KU plays at K-State. And normally we'd wait until after the game to discuss, but we thought a preview would be in order today, especially after what Wildcats coach Jerome Tang said about his hope for Kansas State fans. You'll hear about that at the top of the show. You'll also hear Kellis Robinette, the Kansas State beat writer, will discuss Tang's comments and then get into the game a little bit. After a break, we'll pick it up from the Kansas perspective and hear from Jalen Wilson and Bill Self from their Monday news conference. Okay, let's get started. Kellis, you were at the press conference on Monday where Jerome Tang uh, made a statement that went viral, at least around these parts it did anyway, when he uh, spoke about the fans. First of all, we're going to we're going to hear what Jerome Tang said. In fact, let's let's do this. Let's play the Jerome Tang clip right now. And when we come back, I want to ask you the origin of um, of the clip. So here we go. This is Jerome Tang at a Monday news conference in anticipation of playing the Kansas Jayhawks. My message to our our students, okay, because they're on, that I, I don't want them to show up to the game and yell and scream and I don't want our fans to, to show up to the game because they hate the other team right I want them to show up because they love Kansas State right our guys every guy on our roster they didn't pick this school because they hated somebody else they picked this school because they love us as a staff they love this community and they love this university and I would be real interested to see how we can really change this thing around if our if we're motivated by love Right, rather than by hate. And uh, I just feel, and I know I'm upset some people, I feel like uh, we, the Kansas State community and family, allow them to live rent-free in our heads way too much. Okay, this game, it's, it's one game in the conference. If we win, we get one win. If we lose, we get one loss. That's it. I, I came to win, try and win a Big 12 championship and win a national championship. Okay, and uh, the year we won the national championship, we split with these guys, right? And so I, I'm that that that's 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 my thing. I, I let, let let's show up to the game because we love Kansas State. Let's show up to every game because we love Kansas State. Let's pack Bramlage and make it the octagon of doom because we love Kansas State, not because we hate somebody else. We're back with Callis Robinette. We're talking Sunflower Showdown, Kansas State entertaining KU tonight. This podcast is going to have a short shelf life, uh, but anyway, uh, how, how did um, really interesting comments? How did it start? Did someone ask him about the atmosphere, or where, where did it come from? Well, um, I can tell you a few things. Um, first off, Jerome Tang does not really like uh, trying to build up this rivalry into something bigger than just like one game. Um, he was asked quite a few questions about. You know what he thinks of the rivalry and his his initial response he said this down in Fort Worth after he lost to TCU but he repeated it here was that he didn't even think it was a rivalry because Kansas State hadn't held up their end of the bargain um, only winning like six games against Kansas during the Big 12 era in his mind rivalries are game great games between good teams that fans show up you know to watch not knowing who's going to win that's why they show up to watch not because you just hate the the team that's showing up in your building um, so he wants it to, he said, I came here to change that. I came here to win games. 
make this a coin flip kind of game where we're winning half the time, if not all the time. And that I want to make it a real rivalry. And then people kept asking him about it. And the, the, his statement came from somebody asked, um, you know, you're new to this. Most of your players are new to this. Have you like how many ex players have you brought in to talk to people? How much research have you done on the rivalry? And he kind of just threw up his hands and said, none, absolutely zero. This rivalry is not that big of a deal. You people are making too much of a, you know, way too much out of it. It's just one game. And by the way, here's what I think, you know, is wrong with the rivalry. Basically, Kansas State fans bring too much hate to it. We need to bring more love. Um, and uh, that's kind of been his mantra, though. He, you know, he was the guy when he heard the, uh, you know, the the KU chant that K-State fans love to, to say at games. Uh, starts with an F, ends with the U. Um, he was the guy, he was the ringleader that went out and changed it and got him to change it to KSU, more, more K-State, you know more K-State love right there. He wants that to carry over to the basketball arena. And I think that's what he was getting at. But uh, yeah, pretty much he just, you know, he views this as one game on the schedule, not the end-all be-all of the season. And I think that's where the, the statement comes from. Um, less hate, more love. Uh, I like that theme. Uh, <laughs> should we all, you know, we should all adhere to that. Um the live free, rent free inside, you know, our heads. That that's a an interesting phrasing that we hear or see a lot on social media uh, by the rival fans, right? Um, and so I think that that idea probably touches a nerve with with Kansas State fans. You know, so you wrote about it, and I read the comments from Kansas State fans on what you wrote. Uh, there, there's there was a lot of agreement with, 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 with Tang on, on his sentiments and some just flat out, you know, crossed their arms and said, you know, we appreciate what you're doing coach and, um, and what you've done in your first year here, but um, you got this one wrong and <laughs> we're not going to change. So um, what was your reaction to it when you heard it? Um, I was surprised. He well, let me, let, first of all, let me say this as a journalist, uh, I know your reaction was, ha, 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 I got something to write. <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to come out of that with anything to write. But as soon as he said that, I said, well, I know I'm writing about this. Um, but yes, I was surprised he went there. The rent-free comments, I think, was perhaps a bridge too far. Um, I agree with mostly what he says. Come come, come to the games because you support K-State, not because you hate KU. I get that. The rent-free thing, though, I mean, that's just a clip that let's say KU wins this game fans their social media account they're going to be play, replaying that forever it's kind of like the missouri football coach showing up with to their uh, game against ku holding up the sign that even though it was bad mouthing ku that's the most easily photoshopped thing in the world uh, that you can turn around and use against him in the future so i i bet he wishes he had that part of the comment back um and i i've just been interested like you in the reaction um I, it's been more right down the middle than i thought it would be a lot of people you know, are still in the honeymoon phase with them and say, hey, I love it. I love that our coach is saying this. But I have had some fans I respect reach out to me saying, what in the world is he talking about? Like, if he wasn't 15 and two, I'd be really ticked that my basketball coach was saying this. Um, and I kind of disagree with him a little bit. One of the great things about COD sports rivalries that you don't get in other, other areas of uh, sports is the, uh, you know, the close proximity, the passion, the borders on hatred. So be it. That's what makes it great. KU going into Missouri, KU going into uh, 
into Bramlage, K-State going into KU, seeing all the signs and badmouth the other schools. That's what kind of makes it fun. I agree with that, Kellis. Um, there is a, there's a level of passion in college sports that doesn't exist in, in professional sports. And we can talk about Yankees and Red Sox, Celtics and Lakers, um, you, you can t- you, all the great sports rivalries, but they're really, nothing brings out the deep, the, the deep feelings and emotions like KUK State, KU Mizzou, Auburn, you know, Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas OU, I mean, Army, Navy, these are what, you know, that, that this is why, you know, networks pay billions of dollars, you know, for television contracts so they can get those games that, that draw the, the you know, the, the highest uh, ratings and, and the, sort of the rivalries that do that. So I, I get, and, and I, I wish it were true too, that uh, vulgarities weren't used by crowds at games. And if, if what he said can curtail that a little bit, then I, I applaud the the sentiment, and I, I I applaud the sentiment anyway. But but it will have been worth whatever else grief he might take from it. I I don't like the vulgarities. And and listen, Kansas State is not alone in this. I can remember going to KU football games back in the Mangino era, and the the FD yeah. chants <laughs> were uh, right before kickoff. Uh, you know, it, it was uh, audible for, for everyone to hear, including a TV audience. So n- nobody has cornered the market on that type of fan behavior. So, uh, but uh, anyway, it, I, I, I also agree with the idea that, you know, that the rivalry, I, I think Jerome Tang's interpretation of the rivalry, and, and he, he said as much, if Kansas State were on more equal footing in basketball with Kansas, fans wouldn't necessarily feel the way that they do and have to, you know, cheer the way that they do. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure that the cheering would change um, if if they were on more equal footing in 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 men's basketball or football. I think it they would be the same. And listen, I think this is a little peek into his soul too, and what he's about, and where he's coming or where he's coming from, and. He had, he showed us a little bit of that during his, his uh, introductory press conference. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, he's competitive. He's, he's been, he's off to a great start at Kansas state. And um, it's not like, it's not like he can't do any wrong, but I'm just, uh, it, I'll be fascinated to see what the reaction of the fans is tonight. And then what, um, you know, what it's like for him going forward. Agreed. Um, winning tonight would uh, really cure all. No one, no one would be worried about this if they win the game. Uh, if they play like they did against TCU, then maybe, and they have to deal with some backlash from KU fans after this, maybe it's something they have to address. Um, so I don't know, maybe he just put a little bit more pressure on himself to win this game. But it, it is interesting, though, because, you know, when a new coach steps into a rivalry like, like this, it's something the media always really, you know, likes to harp on. Oh, what do you think? It's your first chance, you know, your first time in the rivalry. What do you think about it? Um, and some coaches do, you know, totally go, go the way most media members want. Oh yeah. We, we've done all this research. We're trying to embrace it, blah, blah, blah. It is interesting that uh, Jerome Tank basically came in and said, well, I don't care what K-State fans have think, thought about in the past. Here's how I view it. You don't see that from any coaches. So I, I, I appreciate that there's no filter there. Um, 
I, I've, I've never really heard that before. It's a total, total different um, stance than Bruce Weber had on the rivalry, totally different than Frank Martin had on the rivalry. You know, I, I think of those three coaches, I think Frank probably had it, had it best in that he was, you know, he respected KU, but, you know, he, he, he didn't like, much like Tang, he didn't like the records in the rivalry, but he went out and did something about it. Um, Bruce Weber maybe leaned a little bit too far the other way. His, his favorite comment was, well, I've heard from fans say, um, you know, I don't care what you do the rest of the season, just beat Kansas. And his retort to that was, well, if I went 2-0 against Kansas but lost every other game, you'd still be mad at me. Um, and then Jerome has this a, a completely unique take on it. It's, uh, it's fascinating. It really is. Well, let me just say I'll be I'll be terribly disappointed if some Kansas State students don't don't show up tonight wearing you know an angel halo or some sort of <laughs> angel outfit and the TV cameras don't capture that because that's that would be taking the the the, the comment in good spirit and uh, I would I would love to see that. So maybe they do like Nebraska football used to and uh, applaud the visiting team as they come onto the, <laughs> yeah, come onto the court. They, that would show that they have totally bought into Jerome Tang if they do that. Yeah. yeah, if they start waving the weed at the end of KU wins, though, we'll, we'll know they've gone a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what, what about the game? Um, I, like I said, well, I know we get a short shelf life, but we can at least get our thoughts on what we think might happen today. Kansas State coming off a uh, tough loss down to TCU. Kansas can't seem to create any separation in its big 12 games, but they, they win them all. So what do we think happens tonight when number 13, Kansas state entertains number two KU? Yeah, it's a really fascinating matchup. Um, I think you could just call it a toss, a pick them if you wanted to in Vegas, but they did pick a side. They've got KU minus two and a half here. So close to a pick them. Um, you could certainly make an argument either way. What's fascinating to me is that Kansas state, like you mentioned, they're coming off their worst game of the year. I mean, they just look bad at TCU, turned the ball over way too much, gave up way too many free free buckets. Marquise Noel finally cooled off. Um, so you know what, what what's their reaction to this? Is that were they exposed? Is that something that KU can do the same thing? Um, use the same strategy and, and beat them here tonight? Or did they get their bad game out of the way? Were they looking ahead to KU a little bit? Now they come out and play their their best game in a bounce back spot. I think you could argue it either way. Um, I think if if Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel get back to what they were doing and combine for something like 50 points, I think they've absolutely got a shot here, especially with the home uh, with the home crowd behind them. Um, I mean, people were talking about how great the crowd was when Oklahoma State came to town. It's going to be up, you know, another level, another level, probably five levels beyond that for this game. Um, my question about that though, is like, how much is that going to matter against KU? If it was against like Texas or something? Yeah. I'd, I'd be all over K-State here, but think, think about what Kansas has done this season. They already went into the Hornets nest in Columbia and won. They already won at Texas tech. They already won at West Virginia. Um, like is, is this crowd really, are they going to walk out in this crowd and be intimidated by it? I, I don't know. I, I don't see it being any worse than Missouri was probably. Um, so you know, I, I, how much does the home court matter? I don't know. And, and Kansas does have some of the same personnel that TCU had. If I had to pick a side, I'd maybe pick KU close, but I think it, it'll be a good game and really come down to it. If K-State brings their A game, I think they win. But if both teams bring their B game, I think KU wins. And that's kind of how I see it. That's interesting. I, I know that uh, over in Lawrence, after the game on Saturday, when they beat Iowa State and, 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 and in the, the days after that, one of the 
subjects was, you know, when, when Kansas was down 15 at halftime of the national championship game in North Carolina, um, one of the reasons they felt confident they can come back and win was because of what they did at Bramlage earlier that year. And um, mm-hmm. the big comeback down, I forgot what the halftime deficit was or the, the 16, 16 K state led at mm-hmm. halftime and, and the, and KU came all the way back for the win. So uh, yeah, that that's, I know this team really has not been uh, impacted by environment or uh, circumstances in a game. It is a uh, it is a, a tested team. But what will really impress me is if Kansas State finds a way to win a game in a style that's different than the way they won at Texas and at Baylor, where the scores were high. If 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 they can you know, get the game slowed down a little bit and win a game in the, in the seventies or so, that would, that would really, really impress me. And I think it's very possible, but Marquise Noel has to have a, you know, he's got to have a good game um, and, and take Dewan Harris uh, out of the game as much as he can. Iowa state did a good job of that on, on Saturday. So can't wait to see it. Um, we'll probably have to wait a few days to talk about it, but that's sometimes how it goes when we schedule these conversations. We just had to get the Jerome Tang comments in uh, <laughs> on our on our yeah. board to discuss today. The, the the other wild card I see in this game, I can't remember if we mentioned this last week when we talked to Trius and Gary, but um, last year the turn you know the thing that really turned the tide in KU's favor, other than K State just not shooting the lights out in the second half, was. South went to some jump defenses in the second half and broke out a triangle in two, probably even went box and one for a little bit. That's something he's done just notoriously against K-State over the years. Um, it seems like a lot of times it looks like K-State's got them where they want them, and then all of a sudden Self pulls out a defense they haven't seen before, and it totally changes the game. Um, you know, I, I really wonder how much this team can handle something like that. I actually, that, that was a question I had for Jerome Tang yesterday before he went on his rant. Um, and he said that uh, other teams have actually played triangle two against K-State. So he wasn't too worried about it. Um, but KU would really stick to it. They did that last year. They went triangle two for like 15 minutes uh, to win the game. And nobody else is going to do that. No other team in the conference is going to just throw a junk defense at K-State for that long. So that's that's something I'll be interested in. Um, yeah, it, it, hey, I'm looking forward to it. This, this should be one of the better uh, Sunflower Showdown games we've had in a while. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you'll hear from KU's Jalen Wilson and Coach Bill Self at their, from their press availability on Monday. But we bid farewell to Kellis. Appreciate the conversation. Talk to you again soon. Anytime. Hey, Jalen, do you remember your, your very first trip to Manhattan? And um, secondly, can you, can you give us an idea of what it's really like there on the court when you're in the middle of, of, of what happens when you're there? Uh, yeah, my my first time was during like the Kobe year, so it wasn't really uh, too crazy. Kind of like a normal game, but how many fans were allowed to come? But uh, last year was kind of like my real um, first time in Manhattan with all the fans and stuff like that, and it was it was super crazy. Uh, the fans are up, like I think they're there before we even get there, and as soon as we walk in, they saw all the booze and chants. But uh, it's a great atmosphere, especially. Uh, but this probably will be the best uh, best one I've seen yet just because of how great the season's going. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Did you ever play against Keontae when you were in high school? Uh, no, never did. I guess when you've when you seen him on film, I guess what stands out about him? Uh, well, he's very athletic, very tall for a four guard position. And- 
and uh, I think he can score three levels very well. And uh, you know, he hasn't got to play a lot because of some of his health problems, but he's been around college for a long time, so he knows you know exactly you know what to do. And you know, he's been a, a key role in the success this year. How different is K State this team you see now compared to when you guys played last year? Uh, probably the biggest thing I see is like the confidence. Uh, I think last year they uh, they may have you know it was close last year and. I think it may surprise some of the people, but now, like this year, they know they can beat teams. Uh, they know they can play with a lot of different people, and that's kind of been the difference. And uh, what I've seen is just as far as how they carry themselves, how they're playing. You know, they're playing with great confidence. Uh, going to Austin and, and play like that, I mean, they're, they're, they're a good team this year. Jalen, you've gone through the draft process before. Does it end your mind at all that this could be your last time in Manhattan for a game? Uh, no, nah, i kind of just been just soaking in everything as, as, as much as I can. You know, I never really think about the NBA because I know that, that this is what it's all about right now. And, uh, you know, this will this will carry on to wherever I want to do after this, you know, winning now and uh, winning every game that we face. You mentioned the Missouri game as helping, you know, you guys get ready for an environment like this. Is that what you've been telling guys like Grady and, and Ernest and those guys who haven't been in it before? Or do you tell them about last year at all? Or what's your thought on that? I kind of think Mizzou was was a was a great way to prepare for that. Um, I think Mizzou's gym probably was was a little bit more louder, and, and but I think Mizzou's just more of a hatred for us, you know, as as far as K State Mizzou go. Um, so I think it's a great prep for us. You know, we're used to a lot of a lot of noise, a lot of crowds, anyways. So uh, you know, any of the boos and chants kind of be something that we've already heard before. Grady's not new to this rivalry, right? It's his first year playing it, but he grew up with it. Do you feel like the guys in, in the locker room? Kansas kids or not understand kind of the magnitude of this rivalry and how much it means to the fans? Uh, if they don't, coach will make sure they do by tomorrow. Uh, you know, I've personally never lost to them, so, you know, it's something that I've always carried with myself, just that pride of, of never losing to those certain schools that, you know, that we don't personally get along with the best. So, uh, you know, today we'll just let them understand, you know, what, what this means to a lot of different people. You know, that's that's one thing I feel like we always step into the play for is games that you know, I mean, lots of different different people around that, that support us. And uh, I feel like we care that well. Jalen, one last question about Saturday. Your shot's not going down. Uh, you're fighting for, I think, an offensive board. There's a scrum. You're against a shot clock, and then you throw up something. I don't even know if you knew where you were throwing it. It goes down. But can you just go in detail on that play? Oh, yeah. I was uh, kind of just scrambling on the ground. I had just got my shot blocked when I, when I went in there. And, uh, I, I just seen the ball on the ground. It just kept getting closer and closer to me. And I was like, man, I might be able to pick this ball up and shoot it. And uh, I kind of knew the shot clock was going down. And you know, I just picked it up and put a little float on it, and, and it went in. So that's pretty what it was. I, I think all the attention going to you when you were scoring so many points probably freed up KJ a little bit. Uh, but now that he's getting so much offense, uh, maybe that gets balanced out a little bit. But can you just talk about the defense you've been getting and how now teams have to really prep for, for KJ offensively? Yeah, no, KJ's been great. KJ has uh, he's given us a whole another look at our at our game because he's so effective in that in that short post area. Um, I mean, giving the ball off the wall, he's he's been terrific as far as his playmaking and and also just has been able to finish and uh, you know guys are always going to change the way you know not going to let me drive right and and play me on certain plays that know, but you know, we got five guys out there that can that can do pretty much
much anything that they want to do. And it's like, if guys take one thing away, we got guys like KJ stepping up to the plate and, and showing his confidence and showing what he can do. And I think that's what makes us a team. You know, you gotta gotta have five guys there that are, that are willing and able to help. And uh, that was just something like like we did last year. You know, guys always try to take Oj out, and we just have to find a way to, to help him. And uh, you know, and we have to step up to the plate when when guys do that. And that's exactly how you know we created a great team last year. How much have you watched K State? Um, not not film, but just when they're on TV or whatever. When you're not playing, uh, I haven't seen too much just because I don't really click K State when I see it. But uh, I'll watch more today and tomorrow for sure before the game. But I definitely respect them. Uh, they're definitely a, a great team. They have some great wins on the road and at home. So we'll need to prepare for that. And along those lines, what do you remember from last year about Noel? Um, Tough dude. He's, yeah. he's one of the only guys that got back. Yeah, no, very tough dude. Um, really doesn't play with any conscience at all. You know, he's, he's confident wherever he's out on the court, shooting the ball, um, talking to the crowd, talking to us. You know, those are those are games I love. You know, I love when it's competitive like that. And, uh, you know, he's a very confident dude. He's the leader of the team. So, you know, we're going to have to really prep for him and the way he plays. Jalen, just going back to last year, obviously the Carolina game down 15, Oklahoma State down 15, Oklahoma down 10 with five to go. What is it about this team really that it kind of allows you guys to, um, I guess, eke out those wins and, and not panic and, and kind of stay the, the course? Uh, probably just all of our mindsets and, uh, you know, how coach prepares us for games like that. You know, a lot of times in preseason, you know, before we play, we're going through different situations and, you know, he'll put us on a team down 10 with, with three and a half minutes and, you know, we got to find a way to win. I feel like we, we work on that so much during the, uh, during the off season and preseason that, you know, when it comes to game time, we've seen certain situations, you know, if it's bonus, double bonus, different things like that. And so kind of when it, when we get to the game, it becomes second nature. And, uh, especially with how, uh, you know, like you said, the championship with, like, we just have the ultimate confidence in ourselves that no matter what the score is, uh, we'll get the job done. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's been a while, but do you remember your first trip to Manhattan as, as coach here? Uh, was that when they threw the live chicken down on the floor? I can't remember if that was the first or second time that we played there. But uh, uh, I, I, the first game, no, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. I think Jim was coaching, if I'm not mistaken, but I can't remember the first one. And I think you guys have won, I think, three in a row there. Obviously, different teams. But what stands out about this team when you look at them as you get ready for tomorrow night? As, as, as far as K-State's team, well, I think they're a lot more talented. I think I think that uh, uh, offensive firepower is doubled. You know, they lost Pack, obviously, but they've replaced, replaced him with some guys that can really score the ball. And Noel's having a player of the year type year. Uh, Johnson is a, you know, uh, 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 is he the second leading scorer in our league right now, or third, or whatever? He's having an unbelievable year. It's a great story, and, and then then they've also recruited unbelievably well. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to bash anybody's name, uh, uh, so I won't, I won't say. But uh, they're starting three man number thirty five. I mean, he's a pro prospect. I mean, he's an NBA prospect. Uh, uh, they they. they uh, uh, I, 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 I'm really impressed with their with their talent level and what what the staff was able to do in a short amount of time. Bill Jalen's mentioned a couple of times that the Missouri game can propel or prepare this team well for a game like this. Do you think that's fair? Is that how you would see it? Uh, I think.
think there's some similarities from an environment standpoint for sure. Um, you know, they were ready. Missouri's ready for us when we went there, and, and, and K State will obviously be ready for us when we go there. Uh, so, yeah, I think from a, from an environment standpoint, uh, uh, definitely, I, I, I really think that K State. Uh, you know, you, you you lose at TCU, which you know a lot of people are going to lose at TCU, uh, uh, but. Up until this point, they have been the most impressive team from a uh, from a uh, beating and playing well at the hardest places. You know, the, the the win against Texas was incredible, and of course, the win against Baylor was was incredible. Nobody's had two better wins than that in our league. So, yeah, they're capable of of, of uh, definitely playing at a high level against anybody in the country, and they've already shown they can do it. And, and uh, they'll be playing with, uh, you know, with, with a lot of momentum in the stands tomorrow. So uh, uh, it, sh- it should be a really fun atmosphere, really fun. You, you've seen it both ways where they're pretty good and where they're struggling. Is it more fun when they're good? Uh, is it more fun uh, uh, to play in this game when they're, good, when they're this good? I think, I think it's fun. I, th- I think it's good for our league when everybody plays well. I don't think it's good for us at all when they play well against us so so uh yeah i i i'm not at all disappointed uh or or or, or anything that that iowa state and and k-state have been the surprises in our league thus far I, I think i think that it's a it's great there are good stories i i think that that's what makes our league great is that there's there's absolutely uh, uh nobody in the bottom and, and to be honest with you you can't say our league is top heavy anymore when five teams are ranked in top 14 that means it's just a heavy league. It's not just top heavy because, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Baylor is 21, so that makes six in the top, six out of ten, and and uh, so it's not a top heavy league. It, it, everybody's good, so and, but there's certainly no no bottom feeders in our league, and so I, I think having everybody be good like this is good for us uh, indirectly because uh, uh, from a respect standpoint and how people evaluate, evaluate our league and value our league, I, I think it's good for everybody. Uh, but certainly we don't want them to play well at our expense, no question. Yeah, how about from a preparation standpoint? Like, Do you get your guys' attention more when they're ranked and stuff? It's a rivalry game regardless if, if uh, we're both ranked or not. Uh, but certainly I think it adds – a lot more to it when both teams are good, and certainly both teams are good. Uh, uh, from a preparation standpoint, I mean, you, you guys, uh, uh, and, you, and you have to do so. You got to approach it like, uh, in, in, in your your reporting, basically a lot of this, the reports happen the day of the game, and 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 here we are. We haven't even practiced yet. I mean, so so we play Saturday. We we didn't practice yesterday. We're exhausted in that in that event all weekend. Uh, you know, you know that's a lot of standing for our guys and everything. So we told them to get away from basketball yesterday. So we haven't even talked about how we're going to defend this or that yet. So uh, uh, for a preparation standpoint, it needs to be a, a, a crash course, uh, and, and hopefully we're able to pick up on some stuff. But I actually thought bodies were more important than preparation. Uh, and I'm, I, I would I'd be surprised if Jerome didn't feel the same way. It, it, this league is such a grind. You know, you, you, the rules say you have to take. Uh, uh, one day off a week. I'm not sure this isn't a two day off a week league. Uh, uh, you play on Saturday, you take Sunday off. You play on Tuesday, you take Wednesday off. I, I, I actually, if you play Saturday, Wednesday, you take Sunday and Thursday off. I, I think the league has become that. And, and, uh, uh, cause I mean, if you, 
I know you guys have, but I just studied it today uh, for the first time that I've studied it. But, you know, you, you play Iowa State, and then you go to K-State, then you got TCU, then you go to Kentucky, then you have Baylor, then you have uh, K-State again, and then you have Iowa State, and then you have Texas. That's our next seven games. I mean, that's comical. Uh, uh, whoever, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's, so I don't think that, I think the preparation uh, will be as much studying in a large part than it will be actually on the court uh, in many in many ways because it, 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 it this is a joke. Uh, uh, and no matter how you feel one week, it can be the 180 the next week, either direction. That'll do it for today. Thanks to George Howard for producing today's show and to our Sportsbeat Casey staff of Jeff Rosen, Scott Chasen, Monty Davis, and Randy Mason. Tip of the cap to Callis Robinette for sharing his insights. Morning Sports Edition was 43 pages today with plenty of stories on tonight's game, plus news about Mizzou basketball, the NFL playoffs, and much more. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.